You were the first ever person to walk in on the first ever season of The Australian Bachelorette. I cut her off, I'm pretty sure, because I'm so nervous. And, like, <laughs> and I remember walking away, just going, God, cringe, right? Like, the cringiest situation you think of. One of my friends had died of a heroin overdose. We didn't know he was on it. It was just a really sad thing. And I saw him a couple of weeks prior to that. What do I do? So I said, look, I'll stay, but I get to go to his funeral. And I had a care with me, went to his funeral, came back. Two days later, I had another a producer come down and say, no, I tell you, this is another friend of you died. So within three days, I had two friends pass away. I'm on a journey now more than I've ever been in the last couple of years to find myself because I guess when you're broken, you find broken people. I think as the years go on, like these men's mental health things are the best things ever. If you're hurting and you've got these problems and you you've had bad sides, talk to someone about that. Everyone goes through their fucking dark days. Everyone has their shit times. But it's when you realise that you're not the only one and you hear from another person's perspective, you know, it makes you go, I'm not, I'm not a fucking loser. I'm okay. Just quickly before we get started, guys, if you've been enjoying the podcast, can I please ask that you consider leaving a five-star review and subscribing on whatever platform you've been listening. It really helps the podcast grow. Fucking Davey Lloyd, he's in the house. Everyone might know him as, you know, the star of reality TV. You would have seen him on your screens. The Bachelorette, The Bachelor in Paradise. That's all, that's all nice, but to me, you're more than that. You'll always <laughs> be more than that. Everyone who's listened to this podcast has probably heard me Plenty of times talk about the story of the first influencer that essentially changed my fucking life with Happy Skin Co. This is the man, uh, the first influencer that fucking changed everything for Happy Skin Co. So, brother, thank you for doing that and, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for oh, coming nice in. Mate. It's, uh, it's good to be here. All right. So there's a bunch of things I want to talk to you about. Obviously, I want to get into, we'll touch on your experience with reality TV. What was that was like? Your kind of mental health yeah, experience yeah. as well. I want to get your insights on, on, on dating and relationships and that sort of stuff. But first- i got to ask, we've got to go back for, for all the people that have been following the Happy Skin Go journey. I don't know how much you remember it. Obviously, it was a more of a special time for us. But for anyone who doesn't know, we before we had launched the brand, we yeah. were just scrolling through Instagram looking for influencers. We came across you. Yeah. I'm not sure if, like, you guys were on air yet or if it was just before because we saw you and we didn't see anything on your, on your Instagram yet saying that you're on uh, The Bachelor in Paradise, which was the show at the time. Um, and then we, we hit you up with that. Hey, this is a brand new product. Yeah, yeah. We were the first people. No one would have, you never would have seen this product before. No, nah, I hadn't. We, we, I hadn't. we pitched it to you uh, and you're like, yeah, sweet. You'll do it. At that time, I think you had about 20 K followers and then, you know, launch gets delayed yeah, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. That's what happens. Fast forward probably a month later and you've obviously been on TV now. You've gone from 20K followers to 50, to 50K followers in the space of yeah yeah like you know, a few weeks. Talk to me about fucking how much of that period do you remember? Because obviously that was a whirlwind. Were you still on TV at the time? Was yeah, it still yeah. Airing? So when when you guys, um, caught, like, this is taking a while back. So yeah, there five, might five, be some, five and a half yeah, years ago. Some bro, things. But um, I remember you guys hit me up and I was like, yeah, man, like, uh, you know, I believe in – a small company, yeah, they yeah. need that little push. And 100%. if you can do it, and if you, you're, you're a tight ass, I don't know how much you can swear on this thing. Yeah, like, 100% oh, swear as much as you want. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. No. <laughs> just get out of the way. Um, yeah. No, I just, I just feel like if someone's coming to you mm-hmm. and you've got that platform and you can see potential yeah, yeah. and they're good guys, give me a hand out. Like yeah. not always thinking about this and the money and sort of things. It's, it's more about like if you have that platform, helping out someone and like obviously now seeing it how that is, yeah. it's just that that yeah. brings me happiness Bro, to that we, stuff. We were just chatting about George as well who who was um, everyone knows like well, most people should know. Yep. He was a business partner I launched it with. Yep. You see what Happy Skin Co has done five years later. You yeah. see his new company, what he's done in the hair care space. Absolutely massive but – we didn't have heaps of money when we when we messaged you the first nah. time. Like we couldn't have given you a grand. Like nah, yeah. that would have been all our marketing budget. Yeah, in one yeah, yeah. We didn't know yeah. his influence is going to work or not. I'll tell you the story. 
because, uh, bro, it's fucking like I, I talk about it. I've talked about it a bunch of times, bro. It's literally I can pinpoint the moment my life changed. Yeah. We um because it was actually the third day after we had we had launched did your post. Now the first day we launched, we had one sale at eleven o'clock at night, eleven thirty. So we're fucking high five and go over to George's place, crack a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Legit, bro. We're yeah. like, I'm jumping Woo! out of yeah. bro. We're backflipping, yeah. like just yeah. one sale. But like for context, we both saved ten grand each, put that in for the business. I had like less than a grand or two grand in my bank account after George yep. was the same. So again, that goes back to your point. We're, we're, we're always super grateful that you grew so much and you were still willing to still post for free. You That's know what fine, I mean? Like just yeah. for the product, yeah. which was, which was sick. We, we posted and what you, what you wouldn't know is again, we, all we did was for people that know, gave David the product, which was worth like at the time, 250, 300 bucks. Um, you posted, you posted about 7.30 at night between 7.30 and midnight. We'd made five and a half grand. Shut up. Five and a half. Oh, yeah, bro. Really, bro? Yeah, that's, I see. I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, you those, wouldn't know. That's no, what I, I mean. I didn't. So that's that's. I should have put a percentage there. Yeah, I know, but no Michael one knows. Jordan, I know. So. Well, we obviously worked with you a couple of times after that, and then we're in a position to pay you. But yeah, five and a half grand yeah. between seven thirty and midnight. Then by the time I had woken up, it was seven and a half grand. So really, essentially seven and a half grand. We're like, holy shit. So you think that I, I help? hundred percent. Like really? we would have, cause what we realized, what was so crazy for us. And, and we found this super early. Like you were the first influence we worked with. You like the reality TV people, you worked 10 times better than the other influencers at that point that we could afford. Like yeah. if an influencer had 20, 30 K, yeah. they weren't really doing much yeah, back yeah. then, but you guys, because like, think about it, people you're on the TV three, four nights a week, people fucking love you guys. Yeah, they yeah. feel like they really know. So the word influencer, like, the actual influence part, you guys had it. So we're freaking out. We, we obviously, we worked with you a couple of times from there. We ended up messaging fucking Jake and yeah, Megan. We got, the boys. Bro, we got as many people as we yeah, could yeah. From, from that. But like, how did you know, like, because influencers were still this whole new thing. Yeah, like, yeah. How did you guys know? I know you did the, the show before that, The Bachelorette, the first season. Yeah. But like, had you done heaps of collabs? Did you really know oh, the man, value I, of yourselves at the no, point? I, I, I didn't. And yeah. like, I actually, because my friend was, and it's such a weird other world because I'm a builder by trade, yeah. work, carp, a carpenter. So, you know, you see someone taking a selfie on a building, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you get ridiculed, mate. So there's, yeah. a, there's a fine line that you got to kind of work mm. with. But, you know, I think it's just how I didn't realise it, man. And, like, mm. to have you guys come yeah. to me and I was like, sure, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you guys are cool. And I think it's how you approach yourself in the messages and stuff like that. Like, if you're, like... I'll probably jump from things to things because everything's coming to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I told my friend that, she's an influencer. Yeah. She's like, why don't you charge? I was like, to be honest, I I don't know what I'm worth. I don't know what this is. But I was like, they're offering to give me this. It's this amount. So be it. And because I'm a hairy dude. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it worked hand in hand. I still remember the first product you posted with your your bold chest and fucking the ladies loved it. Yeah, I know. The ladies loved it. And again- I, I was filming some content about influencer marketing um, for, for my education platform literally today. And one thing that people, so many brands get wrong with influencer marketing is like, they'll see you right yeah. now. Harry builders from in your own words, they're not our main target market. No, like no, no, no. Five to 10% no. of the people no. that, that um, purchase our stuff for mail. But like, we knew that you're going to, you're, you're probably, what was your insights back then? Like 90% female, I imagine. It's, like, it's still, it's 91.7. I saw like, it the other day. It's 91%, 91% female, female and then 9% male. Bro, it started a whole fucking 
trend craze then. Really? Right? 100%. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk to you about because yeah, you don't realise. I, I don't realise all this stuff. So yeah. we made the seven and a half grand. Then I think we like we hit up like, fuck, these people from, from, from The Bachelor in Paradise yeah. fucking really work. So we hit up probably nearly everyone. Like we work with yeah. everyone we could. And it's like, you know, someone would be 400, someone would be 450. Then like a couple work, someone's like 650. Like it's yeah. going up every time. We're like, are these people chatting to each other and telling well, them? Well, like, it does. Because you need, yeah. how do you know? Like, well, do you, you, you do have to speak to other people. Of course, yeah. But then yeah. you get your manager, right? And then, because I was bad at that. So I think the second time maybe, I yeah. don't know. Oh, no, this happened. Did you have a manager? Like, did you get a oh, manager? Oh, I got a manager. Shout out to the boys. They're, they're amazing. Um, I had, I didn't have a manager at the time. Mm. So I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was oblivious, but anyway, I probably wouldn't but have If we you. knew what was going to happen, we would have paid you, but we didn't know. It yeah, was everything. I, I, I didn't know what to do either. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but like, it's like I said, it's how they, how you guys portray yourself. And mm. if I'm like, like, oh, oh, I had a friend the other day. She just goes, oh, can you post this mm. thing? And I've lost a lot of followers, obviously. It's been Everyone a couple, does, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, sure. You know, like where people like, I charge this for certain amounts, you know, but I'm just like, I don't care anymore. Like, mm. I don't think it was a massive thing, but it was what I found with big companies that you would you would ask for a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. and they would take. I think it took nine months to get paid. Yeah, and I they think. did it. And this is I'm not going to say the name, but they are owned by one of the biggest soft drink companies in the world, and they did segments of like two and a half grand. It was two and a half grand to three thousand. Yeah, for a couple of stories, photos, and that, mm-hmm. and they paid it in segments. Interesting. Nine months it took to get that through. Well, what I wanted to ask, you, you mentioned it, like, because you, you're obviously still to this day back then, you're very laid back about the whole thing. Yeah, but yeah. You would have seen plenty of people who you're on the show with, guys and girls, probably a little bit easier for the girls because yeah. they're more oh, relatable yeah, to them. Way, you know? way easier, mate, way easier. <laughs> but, like, that have probably gone on and pretty much, like, for lack of a better word, become, like, a full-time influencer, well, that, yeah. content creator. Absolutely. Was there any, like, regret that you missed an opportunity to do that or did you – yeah, what, where, where was your head with all that stuff? It wasn't necessarily being an influencer. It was maybe not, you know, jumping on a situation for another show as in like I wanted to mm, do another block. Yeah. I, I did want to do a presenting thing. I, I kind of didn't ride the wave. I kind of sat back and was like, well, if anything happens, happens. And yeah. I, I really take my hat off to like Maddie J and well, you know, fuck, his, yeah. his missus and Abby Chatfield. Like I know she's very controversial and stuff like that, but – there's those people that have taken that sort of leap of faith mm-hmm. and happens. And no one really wants to work with that if you're a reality TV person. You're kind of the scum of the earth. You think that, but I know in a, that reality TV influences are some of the best influences you'll find. Yeah, influences, yeah, mm-hmm. but working with something outside of that. Okay. So, like, you know, it, I'm not putting a bad name on it, but, I mean, it's like, oh, you, like I think a lot of reality TV people think, I'm, I'm this and that, I deserve this. Yeah. Yep. So they kind of frown upon to a sense, but, you know, out of all the reality TV people, you see people that have shone, you know. Absolutely. But in comparison to however many people, it's like one to 20, you know. So they've just taken that leap. And I, I always had building in the background. So I kind of never was like, look, if I do this, it's just for a bit of extra cash. But it got to the point where I didn't want to do it because companies would just take forever to pay. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't, uh, that surprises me, man. Those, but I, I, I think it's changed a lot. Like, well, I think there's rules and regulations and stuff like that. Like, and I, I'll take my hat off and admit, sometimes I've done work for people and it's taken me a while to do it. But I think it's just because 
I'm not, after a while, man, I don't want to take selfies of myself, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. And the only reason I take a selfie these days, which is once in a year, yeah. is if I can see my followers going down or I've had a solid weekend. I just, <laughs> I just need some love, you know. So Yeah, get the fucking, um, get all that dopamine. Yeah, exactly right, in. natural stuff. <laughs> well, what's it like? Obviously, I've spoken to a couple of people off the back reality TV shows and everyone has a different experience. Um, someone who wasn't in any of your seasons, but like Carlin had a very different experience after. Who's that? Carlin. Carlin, he, who did he, oh, he was, um. Carlin. He, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, we're just about. Carlin. Anyway, Carlin. anyway. The name yeah. sounds He's kind from, of familiar. He dated, The Bachelorette, one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. He did the whole, anyway, did the whole thing. But like, because I know because I was with you guys at some of these events and things, you get the collabs, you get all the nightclub yeah. appearances, all the events you're getting yeah. invited to. How long does that last? Like, how long are you hot Probably, for? like, honestly, between, at most, at the peak, it's probably nine months. Yep. And then after that, it, it fades. And you've got really nine months to grab stuff where you can and yes. jump on the opportunities. And I had, before the show aired, I had a manager and he set up all these things for me and then we did a presenting reel and stuff like that. So when it came out, but it's just hit and miss. Yeah, for sure. It's like You really have to dedicate it and want that to be it where I was like, oh, if I do it. It happens because but. the thing, like, what what motivated you to go on the show? Like, just a fun experience. Like, I think um, so. Like, the, uh, my mate, I, I kind of always knew that I was meant to go on TV. Like, I, had a person, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to swing around a hammer the whole time, and yeah. you know, I'm not. A, I feel like I'm being pretty serious right now, and I'm not. Like, <laughs> have another yeah, yeah, finish. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I just, I just felt like I was made more for my personality. Um, just throw around a hammer all the time. And how it happened is I got nominated from a girl who worked at Channel 10. Yeah. And then I went and did an interview. Right? And this is so embarrassing. This is just what kicked it off. Yeah. She's like, if you could explain yourself in three words, what would it be? Right. And she's interviewing me. This is like the second or third process you go through. And I went, I just went full blown legend. <laughs> and she, she, she just kind of goes, Whoa, cool. And like wrote down, like, I'm pretty much this guy's a kook. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went yeah. back to the builder I was working for and told him, and he goes, Who was it? And he said a name. And he goes, No way, that's my best mate's sister. Oh, really? So he contacted her and said, You have to get this guy on. All right, guys, just quickly, I've got some news. I've spent close to the past 18 months building the ultimate program that takes you through the complete process, and I mean the complete process of launching and scaling your very own e-commerce brand from zero all the way up to a million dollars plus per year. And now with this program, what you're going to get access to is 15 modules with over 100 training videos and 23 hours of in-depth content, taking you through everything you need to know to build a successful e-com brand. And this is the important part. This isn't just stuff that you can look up on YouTube. This is stuff I've taken from real lessons and experiences building Happy Skin Co. from zero all the way up to an eight-figure per year brand. You're going to get access to loads of custom tools, templates, and calculators that I've used to build and run Happy Skin Co. There's going to be one-on-one -on -one mentoring with myself and other expert coaches, and there's also weekly group Q&A calls with myself to make sure you're feeling completely supported throughout the entire process. And now what I've learned from consulting to everyone from people starting their very first e-commerce brand all the way up to brands already doing seven figures plus per year is that there's a process and a framework to follow if you want to be successful with e-com. Now, if this is something you're interested in, hit the link below and go to join.viralbrandbuilder.com. All the information's there and you can book a call directly with me. Otherwise, send me a DM and we can chat there. Anyway, let's get back to the pod. So I just went through straight away and I was the first one to meet her out of the whole season. 
there was the first the season of very first season first of Australia, season. Yeah. and I was the very first person to meet her. I want to get into the whole, all that experience in a minute because yeah, what yeah, I didn't hear, and we, we'll get into that. What I didn't hear and what gets portrayed on TV is very different to what's actually happening to you personally in your personal life Absolutely. at that, at that yeah. experience. So I want to get into that. But before we do, like on onto that experience, like afterwards, like one thing I realized as well, yeah, doing those events and sponsoring some of the events with 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 you guys is like we were out setting up events like in in the cross and like we're getting papped and shit. Like you guys get papped more than anyone else. Like the reality TV people, yeah. whatever it is, for that six to twelve month yeah. period, they cling on to everything you guys do. <clears throat> How did you feel that? Because obviously you're like a pretty easygoing guy. Like what was that experience? Did you have any controversies that they tried I to make had, up? And yeah, you know, I definitely spin? had controversy. What was that like? So um, obviously, it's just you knew this. Like me and Dave Billsborough and Sash, like wow, like, <laughs> yeah. like we're tradies and shit. Well, yeah. Why are they, you know, photographing us? But you look at them and you got to play their game. Because mm-hmm. there was one time we went down to uh, Jervis Bay, and I think it was just before Sash, the the final season, mm-hmm. and uh, we went to the pub. We had it loose, and I think me and Dave or something walked home with girls, and obviously yeah. Sash. We were staying at Sasha's house. He went home before us. But me and Dave grabbed these girls and we walked out. We didn't end up sealing the deal. But um, the next day we're walking down, you know, Huskinson and uh, the guys go, dude, haven't you noticed that guy? I'm like, what? And the, and the guy was across the road watching us in a camera uh, with a massive camera. And we're like, dude. And then we went up to him. We spoke to him and he goes, mate, I was actually at the pub last night in the corner taking photos of you. I've got footage of you guys leaving. You have to work with me. Oh, I'm going to leak those photos. And we were like, shit, righto. And we didn't know he was there. No one what knew. So he must have been fuck? sitting in the back of the pub filming us and he's got footage of all that. And we were just like, mate, you, you want to you wanna rough him up a bit, but what can you they're, do? They're, they're in your hand. But that's what you want. You do that, then you're even more. I know. Ten times. So, yeah. And then he goes, you got to work with us. So we had to go set up a, a day down in the beach stuffing around and so he he actually didn't know where Sash li- um didn't know where Sash lived but he they prank call you and say they got a delivery um for so and so you know what is this the right address and they they manip- they somehow get it and he somehow stumbled upon us he drove from Sydney to Vince uh Huskinson luckily stumbled up on us and he would have made millions probably from that but we work with him and Wow. Yeah, man. So when was that after the show? When it's airing, like in between filming so this and airing? Was, this, when, is, when this, this is this was the, the, the one of the episodes just um after just before the final episode. So the show's still airing. So so still oh, airing. Bro. But he wanted to leak those photos of us and I was like, but it was this is a day and a half without even noticing him, man. <laughs> you know? And we had we had people trying to fight us, calling us as a country t- sure. like saying all this stuff and you're just like, whatever, mate. We end up just taking the chicks off of me. <laughs> so, so what, you know? But, um, mate, it was, it, it, but that, was, that was one of the times that I had. And then we got chased by, it's crazy, man. Like it's just like you sit back and you have no experience to this, but you're just like, what the fuck, who am I? Like yeah. I'm a fucking loser, the one on TV, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and then getting chased around by these paps. And to have that one taste, which happened more, but. I can only imagine what those massive celebrities go through. Dude. Well, it's like, like it's chaos, you know, and it's constant bullshit through the media. It's constant. I had an article too that as the show was airing, I, they followed me for a surf. I had no idea how we knew where I lived. 
And then as I was getting out of my car, I saw one of my chick friends and we had a conversation and they papped that and then put out an article saying that I'm flirting with a mysterious girl. Davey's, yeah. Davey's not the winner. You know, just manipulate stuff and it's, I'm going to just name and shame. It's Daily Mail. They're they the, oh, they the sure fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, you've had to block a lot of them, but you've got to kind of play their, play their game a bit. Otherwise... You know they'll ridicule you. Do they do like the Channel Ten or the production company? Do they give you like some some training to prepare you guys for what it's going to be? Because you go in like you said, you just whatever pick for your personality off the street. Yeah, it's not like you've started. You know, putting out content like a fucking content creator, and it's slowly it's slowly built. It's one day no one knows who you are. The next day, a million people are watching you on TV multiple nights a week. Yeah, man. I, it's we we actually didn't realize how big it was going to go. <laughs> yeah. And like um, one of the times that we had with Dave was at um. Oaks in Double Bay, and we're sitting back, man. And I'm like, I don't care if so, I don't care if no one believes this, but me and Dave were sitting at the top of the Oaks, mm-hmm. and there was 60 girls, 60, sorry, <laughs> 60 girls curved around us, taking turns running up to us. And me and Dave are going, dude, that's crazy. Fuck, is this dude. shit? Is this, we're just like, we had it's a couple so of beers. Man I know, as well. and we didn't. We hadn't. We're like we're treaties. Like we've got another name, Dave and Davey. Like <laughs> we're as boring as you can be. But yeah. it was just because they just. I, I know they, it was just a massive hype, and it was it was quite intense. A lot of the times, man. Did you did you buy into that hype and start drinking your own Kool Aid? Whatever that saying is, because I know some people on reality TV did, and then as the attention starts to dwindle and as people yeah. stop caring less and less, it can fuck with people's egos. What was, and when I say ego, I don't mean like in a bad way, just like your yeah. internal ego. Yeah. Is that something that happened to you or what was it like for you when like the attention started to dry up just back to normal life? Oh like man, like it, if you, so it's if you say, um, you don't like the attention, you're lying. Yeah. Like I'll just, be, I'll just be honest. Attention like, gives yeah. dopamine to human beings. hundred percent. You know, yeah, and basically. if you're getting all these girls and, People coming up to you, it's, it's, you know, but I always knew that it was shortcoming, you know. There's a lot of people that try and, you know, ride the wave for longer than it is and I kind of knew that if you do that, you kind of look desperate. Like there's points in my life where I could a lot look desperate to my mates mm. but um, I kind of grasped that and I felt like I've had mates, like I even spoke to Jake yep. and a couple of other mates that went on reality TV after me um, and I just guided them through it and mm. I felt like I was like a reality You're TV coach, you know, the, the, <laughs> Fucking the OG. Fucking OG. Business. There I know, you go. I know. But people don't believe it. Like I just had a mate on Big Brother. Mm. It's coming out and I was just like, and she was actually one of the girls that was my producer. Mm. And I was like, whatever you do, bro, you think you can trust them, but you can't. You can't, right. But they are smart at what they do. The producers, it's not scripted, but they can manipulate you to say things you don't want to say. And why it's successful is because no one has camera experience. It's just a verbal diarrhea. So you're putting in the spot and you're getting asked to do this. And they're like, you have to do this. She said this about you. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, and then you just talk shit and you just stuff comes out of you. And that is why it's successful. And that is why you get cringeworthy sort of episodes and situations. It's got progressively more cringe. I feel like since your time is all with like maths. hundred percent, man. Like, uh, I'm at the point now where I'm like, do I want to go on maths? Because I don't, I don't, I want to get married. I don't have a missus, but maths is just ridiculed. There's maybe one, one couple that looks good. Other ones just get thrown through the, like the ringer. Like. Yeah. If I, if I was to tear like 
like the Bachelorette, Love Island, and Maths. So I think Maths is definitely the most trashy. But the concept of the show, it should be the least, right? I know. It's married I know. At first sight. I know. So you think that, but uh, like. Yeah. Would you would you do it again? Like looking back at the experience, they're like, Davey, fuck, we we need you on the next season of whatever. Would you oh, would you put yourself through it again? I've been asked this a few times, right? And yeah. I was like, look, if I go on it four time, like how desperate can you be? So you've been on three times. Three times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and uh, I think oh, I who cares, bro? It's kind of funny. One hundred percent. And 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 like I believe it shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh it would have sure. to be something. And then at the same time, I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm single. I want to have a bit of fun. Yep. So what? I could eventually find the love of my life. Mm-hmm. If I do this, if I didn't do it and I miss that opportunity, that's a wasted opportunity, you know? So there is those things, but then it's also like, all right, mate, like how desperate can you look? So there is that battle yeah. between do you, yourself. Do you have to like, again, think of the consequences more now that you have experience, what it actually means. Cause the first time you go on the show, you just like, it's going to be a bit of fun, but you don't realize all the chaos that follows now is there a bit more thought process that goes into deciding rather than just 100%. into it? hundred percent. So in, in um, I know how to, you have to play that game to a point, mm-hmm. but you also got to be strategic in what you say. So you think after three times of going on, you'd, you'd, have some, you'd have some backup, you know? So I think it was on The Bachelor in Paradise second time I went on. Uh, I came in late for flow. Um, and there was no one there that I was interested in. So I just got up and left and that's not on TV because I said, look, I don't want to go through that rose ceremony again. I don't want to get kicked out straight away. Yeah, There's no yeah. one here with a connection. I'm just going to leave. And as I got up and left, they're all there. And then you can hear the main producers going, you've got to make him stay. Um, sorry, they give me a burp. Uh, so, so, bro, Simi, it was so funny. We, we cut him out. He had hay fever the day he probably he? sneezed 50 times on the podcast. Oh, no. Yeah, no, we cut him out. So it was all good. Oh, I'll start back from where we go. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so that second season when I – so when I just – abruptly got up and left, mm. they pretty much organised that whole second season to be with me and Flo. But they timed it and I'm pretty sure that there was a point where they were pressuring me to go speak to this girl mm-hmm. and this girl was with um, a guy from America and they offered the American dude to leave, pay him money. Wow. So I would stay because they knew that, I could be going. Mm-hmm. So they fo- they didn't force me. It was my own accord to go back, to go back to the se- um to go back inside because they're like, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is, didn't tell me why, but I kind of felt like there was a reason why I should go back. They kind of mm-hmm. insinuated something, but then I ended up leaving anyway. But I got, didn't get a rose and they kept me again another, for another day in um, the hotel because they were trying to bring Florence over as well. But then I got sent home and then I got a phone call back saying, do you want to come back again? And then um, I was like, yeah, sweet. So I went back over and then, yeah, that was, was it. Was that the – so you were on it three times. When did we start chatting to you? Was that the second time or the third time? I think it was the second. The second, yeah, yeah, because there's another so one. So Bachelor in Paradise. Right? Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, now that, let's, let's talk about that. Obviously the first experience because that's when yeah. it all started. As you said – you were the first ever person to walk in on the first ever season mm-hmm. of the Australian Bachelorette. Talk to me that about that experience and the extreme nerves walking out. Oh, Is it like a limo dear. you get oh, out of? Okay. So I've never – okay, I'm just going to be honest. I had a pretty big weekend the weekend before. <laughs> I got to the Tuesday and I was all a bit shaky. And then uh, I got pulled up and I was with actually Dave Billsborough. He was in the limo with me. And I've never been so like 
like, it was like a panic attack. My whole body was like, because you look down and there's like a walkway and then you see her standing there. Then you see lights, like everything Everywhere. is elegant, you know, set up and you see like 50 producers with mics and that and holy shit. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and these guys, we all, you kind of meet for a little bit before mm-hmm. and they had all these plots and these like ploys of what to do. Like one guy pulled an owl out of the tree and everything landed on him. One guy sings Sashi the Magic Trick and just all this, some guy came in like a hoverboard thing sort of, and um, I was like, fuck, what do I do? So they'd pre-planned all these. All like, pre-planned. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go off the cusp and just do something. And I was like, I got to, so I was walking past like where the, the walkway is and there was like a pot plant with fake flowers. <laughs> and I grabbed that out of my, and then put it behind my back. And then um, I cut her off, I'm pretty sure, because I'm so nervous. And I'm like, <laughs> You give flowers the whole time. I, you know, he's, I'm giving you flowers and grab the fake flowers. I saw it in a pot plant, gave it to her, and it says, It's a pleasure to fucking meet you. And I was like, Oh my God, I just swore. So you're so That's how nervous. you start your yeah, experience. Yeah, it's this first bit of it I did. And I remember walking away, just going, God, Cringe, right? Like the cringiest situation you can think of. So it was, it was Sam, right? Sam Frost. Yeah. Sam Fro- oh, so Sam Frost. We'll talk about someone who's gone on and taken. Yeah, I know. 100%. Yeah, like, yeah fucking, she's killed it. She's absolutely killed it. But. That experience, what do you remember from that first interaction? Like, did, were you attracted to her? Were you- oh, I definitely was attracted to her. She's she's definitely gorgeous. But I just remember just like, you know when you say a joke and no one laughs and it's that, <laughs> that dead silence? Uh, that was like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've made the biggest, awkwardest, you know, interaction I could ever imagine. Because well, you hype yourself up, it just came out bad. How how quick did it pop into your head? Fuck! What are the boys on site going to think about this? Oh, all the time, mate. <laughs> yeah. All the, all the time. You know, like it. And it came to the point where I was like, uh, hey, I was. That was one of the things. But I think if you don't own it, like if I know I'm going to take a a photo, the boys are going to bag me out. I'll, I'll pretty much fly. You know, I'm I'm just here f- for the comments from my mates. You know, yeah, like yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. So it's funny, like. It's just because, like, obviously, you, you, if you've got a lot of mates that are tradies, they are not exposed to this sort of stuff. And you would have no. changed a lot going through this experience and realised what it's really about. But what was really interesting for me when I was doing a bit of research uh, into you, like I do for, for every podcast, is I never heard, like, on the media or on the Daily yeah. Mail, maybe there are articles, I never come across it until I, until I think I was listening to a podcast with you and reading some articles that I found out all the stuff that was happening in your private life yeah, man. behind the no. scenes that, and like no. they, like you said, they use the edit to portray you in the way they want to anyway. Yeah. They don't care about. They, this, they, the best analogy I can give you, sorry to cut you off, is like you're a puppet to their strings. They didn't care. They do not care, especially what I went through. And I know you probably read up on that and heard it. Um, well, t- for the people that don't know, paint the picture of, so I don't know the exact timeline. Yeah. You can take it away, but like, before the first row ceremony, you get a producer comes in and they've, they've got some news for you. So I think it was, I think it was a top six or seven. No, it was a seven, seven or eight. Um, and I got a, you can't, when you have a phone call outside, you don't have your phone. So you have a producer come over and they have to talk to your family, mm-hmm. put you on that speaker. And then they've got to be in the room while you do it. And they say, you know, don't say anything on the outside. And I had, I just randomly called my mum and uh, one of my friends uh, had died of a heroin overdose. We didn't know he was on it. It was just a really sad thing. And I saw him a couple of weeks prior to that. Uh, and yeah, I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to leave. Like, um, and the producer's like, just stay. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, what do I do? 
So I said, look, I'll stay, but I get to go to his funeral. And I had a care with me, went to his funeral, came back, um, all sweet. Um, and then I think it was we were at the gym and two days later, had another a producer come down saying, no, I tell you this, another friend of you, your friend had died. So within three days, had two friends pass away. Uh, one fell off a cliff, sorting away a bee. And, you know, he was like, he was a mate for sure, like a, a good little mate. Like he was, um, but I was baffled, you know. She, she was telling me I'm not here for the right reasons. And I was like, the producer's like, what do I say to her? Do I tell her? And they go, no, don't tell her. And I was like, you know what, it's right. I don't want her to feel guilty that she has to give me a rose. But when I was in the scenario, I said to the producers, look, I'm happy to go. Like I, th- I feel like my time's up. I said to him, I go, no matter how you betray me, please respect my exit. Please understand if I'm not telling her respect what I'm going through. And Sam was just grilling me saying that, you know, you're not here for the right reasons, all this stuff, you know, you're immature. Like I think you just, you're an F boy and all whatever. And I was like, if you knew what was going on, you'd understand. Um, and we, we split away and I was like, I, I had tears in my eyes after it because I was like, fuck, I'm trying to do the right thing. We had a chat, had a really good chat. Um, you know, and I was willing to go and she said, look, I, I don't know what's going on, but I can't put you through rose ceremony. And I was like, that's so good. And we gave a hug and said goodbyes. But they, they cut me off to look like a fucking bitch and to make me a winch. I, I was in a limo, did my full limo exit, everything, but they cut me off to make me look like I was a winger. So it looked like I got kicked off. For anybody that goes in the situation I am to know what I am and then to throw the back back in the face – it's just like these are reasons probably why I wouldn't do those shows again. Pretty ruthless. The most ruthless person, the thing to do to someone who's gone through that and try to do the right thing for that. And then there's videos of someone dubbing Rockabye Baby, Cry Baby song to me getting grilled, you know, and I was never allowed to say my piece about what happened. They like, want to control the narrative. Yeah, right? they, they want to say she's the sweetheart of Australia, all this sort of stuff and you know, I think I did the Dan and Maz, Dan and Maz interview on a radio and I just, you know, I had to they finally got to say my piece with the like, just protect her, you know. You can't say anything bad about her. And I was like, what the, what the fuck about me? Like, so I just called myself a baby and, you know, left kindergarten as a joke to take it out of me. But, you know, I, I, after all that, I think I put a post up. I think I put an Instagram post up of Sash and Dave and that was when, running back to when we got papped. Mm-hmm. But she, Sam never once called me and, said, I'm sorry for how I thought you were. She just sent an emoji, a comment on an emoji on that. And I don't know whether she was, because she was dating Sash, she thought she couldn't cross the lines, but it doesn't take much to go, you know, sorry, I thought less of you. Because um, I was going to ask, did you get to have a conversation and explain that to? I, I haven't. I, first time I saw her after the accident, I mean, after the show aired, she was actually living opposite Dave Billsborough. And I pulled up and I was like, is that frosty? And um, she's like, oh, and she sort of scurried off. And Dave used to live on the top balcony. And I was looking down and she was like on the phone to Sash. She's just peering over like a, a concrete pillar. <laughs> so I never, I've never, never got like a apology, which I don't expect, but it was just kind of almost like I misjudged you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Because how did they, like you're not in control, how – I would have watched a few episodes to try and keep up with who's who so we knew who to work with and who's like, okay, who not to fuck around with. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember fucking how they portrayed you. What, what Were you the larrikin? Were you, like, the bad boy? Obviously, they, they made you leave trying to look not the I think, best. I think, I think they just they depict a character for you, you know? Like, after that season, then I went to Bachelor in Paradise. 
And then when I left, I had an interview with all the main massive producers to be the Bachelor of Australia. Oh, yeah. So it was me, the Honey Badger, and someone else, and I had a conversation. And it was like a three-hour interview, right, to be the Bachelor of Australia because really? they were like – What sort of questions do they ask you in, in Oh, that? you know, like what is your goals in life and, you know, what would this mean to you and just really try and nut it out. And I was like, me, like you just betrayed me as a <laughs> fucking child. Yeah. And they're like, well, you want to see like rise to the ranks of you would be like a, you know, the – Ranks the richest. Yeah, thing, kind yeah. of thing, you know. So um, – Obviously didn't get it, which is kind of a good thing. But I Nick think. ended up hating the experience, didn't he? Like oh, man, I, like I really respect that bloke because they force you to pretty much choose the person. Really? And he went with his guts and said, I, he, he did the right thing by himself, which technically should be the right thing. He wasn't in it false. But then he got ridiculed through the media because he looked like an idiot. People like, his idiot. I was like, no, you don't get it from the side of it. They make you try and pick someone. But if you don't genuinely feel it, you're going to, that's a lot of balls because you're going to get ridiculed through everything. A lot of balls. And he did. He got smashed in the 100%. Media. He said he ran away and stuff like that. Man, the guy was just doing what he what he thought was right. So, you're, like you said, you're, you're puppet to their strings. Like what's better in that situation to be honest or to string someone along for a couple of months post-show just to not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it is a tough decision. But good on, like a lot of guys would have just gone on with it, you know, and picked someone and maybe it would have worked out. But he just generally said no. How many, like, because you, you'd be friends with a lot of the people from all the different seasons, like how many of them are still together? Do you know many? Honestly, like there's Maddie J. I think there's Sam, Sam and Snazana. Yep. Um, Did Sam Frost stay with? No, nah, they broke up after a year. Yeah. Now she's had a kid and she's engaged or something like that, which is pretty she, cool. Is she on Home and Away or was she on she Home and Away? She was on Home and Away. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I don't know what happened with all that. I think she she landed, landed pretty good in her feet with all that stuff. Mm. So um, there's, there hasn't there's, there's a few say that I reckon be like a third of the people. Yeah, stay on it. So looking back at your experience from from all the seasons, obviously you had some 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 rough times, particularly in the first experience. You had to name like one person, one of your like castmates that really stood by you and had your back when the times were tough. Who do you think who comes to mind? Mate, there's obviously Dave and Sash, but I have to say this right now, Dean Wells. Oh yeah, Dean Wells. Um, you know. I've got, I've got grown, there's, there's a lot of them. Like I could say Jake, Sash, Dave, you know, Eden, all those guys. But one, one thing that comes to my mind is Eden. I mean, not Eden, sorry. Eden does come to mind, sorry. But Dean, he was a mass. He got ridiculed. Big time. He was the villain, right? Yeah. But Ryan Gallagher was my roommate. He lived with me. And I'm not going to get too in depth with it right now because it's been passed. But Dean lost his job with his company that he was thirds in. And he's still to this day one of the nicest guys ever. When all this stuff was going down about, you know, that TV thought I had a girlfriend when I went back back on the show. I think I remember yeah. vaguely seeing that. Dean, Dean made a video and stuck stuck up for me saying there's a lot of controversy. And he is the nicest, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He's always there for his mates and he got put through the ringer. And I know some things he said could be controversial, but they, how they portrayed him and how they made Ryan look like the golden child and stuff like that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's actually the opposite. Yeah. And that is all I'm going to touch on that. But D- Dean always comes to my mind as one of the guys that didn't deserve what he got. Mm. Yes, he might have put his foot in a few things, but you're under pressure and they just feed you alcohol and stuff like that, you know, and you just – yeah, but big up, Dino. Love you, buddy. <laughs> 
So you would potentially go on it again, depending if the circumstances were right. What about if, you know, in the future, hypothetically, you have a daughter and she's like, oh, I want to go on. What's your thoughts? Oh, man, being on it, the only thing I can do is give her advice. She's going to make her own decisions in that life. You know, my mum was like, I don't want you to do this. You're going to make an embarrassment out of her family. It's you, Dave. And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just shit like that. But, uh, you know, she's as much as she was worried about it and that she's still, she's kept all my my magazines and, yeah. you know, all that. And dad loves it. Dad loves his reality TV shows and all that stuff. But he just goes sit down and goes, this is what you want to do, you know? Well, like, the thing in, in Australia, like nearly all the biggest TV shows are, like highest rating TV shows are reality TV. Yeah. Nearly all of them. Well, what was, was the, maths was like ridiculous. Ridiculous the views. Yeah, over, like they're doing like a million dollar, a million an episode. Like, oh my god, I think I think that bachelor was only pushing like one fifty to two hundred thousand. Nah, I've I've seen, as it got progressively older, may, maybe uh, maybe I don't know because I've seen I've seen some analytics from from the production company. Oh, you have. I've been pitched some some different things, not yeah. not dating yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, it's very difficult because I'm someone that has a bit of a, not a platform, not like I'm famous, but like I, I have you know. a reputation yeah, yeah, yeah. that's serves me every day. Yeah. That's business related that yeah. I have a certain yeah, yeah, yeah. personality. And it's like one of the big considerations was always, and this is advice from people on the inside and the outside. It's like, it's a risk because it's, you can go in and you can say all the right things, but with the edit, you've got absolutely no control. Yeah. And I, I do take my, ta- my hat off to those producers. Yeah. Fucking good at what they do. Oh, they so they they will make like something out of nothing, mm. you know. And they are where they are by being so good at fucking shorting situations or making little plots and whatever the fuck they want to do. They can just string something out of nowhere. And was there any consideration as well? Probably not. By the sound of it, you know how like you're. And we're going to move on soon. Like I want to talk to you. Yeah, about so, but just, I might so, need another one of these. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we go, you want to get a beer? You want a beer? Yeah, I'll go a beer. Yeah. What, which, you want to grab a beer? Just from the fridge? This is still rolling. We can keep going. Yeah, right? so. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was that this season? <laughs> talk to me. We, we can keep, we can keep yeah, going. Yeah, we can keep going. It's, it's the beauty of the magic of podcasting. Um, that season going, was that the first season going into it that your nan was having some health concerns? Yeah, so she, she was. Um, and my nan, with our family, man, she was like, I don't know how to explain it, man. She was a fucking bread and butter. Like she was just the- Tied the, everyone together. Oh, dude, like I got a, got a tattooed on my heart because there's a so, spot outside and inside my heart forever in my life. Like she was just the best man and- you know, when your grandma and that, they get it, they get old. And I, I was, I was, I was worried about that. Oh, yeah, here we go. Do you have a, do you can open up with your ring or something? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah okay, okay. I would expect nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, maybe now you're going to get some deep and dark secrets out of me. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Um, mate, I, um, <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, she, she was sick. And that is, that is one of the biggest things going in there, you know? Um, but she survived, man. And then when, going back to that, when I first got pulled aside, I thought that was my nan. I thought she was sick. Or oh, the second time when she said, I don't know how to explain this, I was like, oh, oh God, she's, she's fucking, he's gone, man. You know? And um, it was another thing. And there's just there's so many emotions you go through, man. But out of anything, like if, if I can touch on like from my heart of what it is, if I never went on that show, and this comes to like if you never do it, I would have never, my friend's always going to die. I would have never found two brothers for the rest of my life. Like Dave and Sash filled shoes that, you know, that 
they weren't there. So it was almost like they were like a guardian angel. It was, it was just meant to happen in a way. You know, I was, I was in the bunk bed above Sash and he was farting and he just cocooned me. But it was just, I'm, I'm glad I did it in that sense um, because I guess I would have regretted it. So fr- from all that experience, the good times, the bad times, the multiple times on the show, but also like losing your grandmother and then like everything that's happened since the show in the last couple of years, what do you think, like how, how much have you grown and how much have you changed as a person going through all that? I've definitely got a lot of confidence in myself after reading all the comments and all the, I got depression from it because you can't help. Like if you see your name in an article, you're like, I've got to read this, mm. you know, whoa, cool. Look at me. But you got to stop that. And if I never got confident, if I never went through it, I never would have got as confident as I can. It was fucking hard, man. Like it was hard to grasp that you're okay. But I've been on a journey of, you know, like up and down. Like my ADHD is quite bad. Mm. But I mean, like I can be as silly as fuck, but I can also be the most caring and loyal motherfucker you could have met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do think I've grown a lot. Like you do want to hope so because it's been eight since eight <laughs> fucking years. Like I'm 34 this year, but I do think that journey of of doing it, the outcome, if would you do it, do you regret doing it? No, I don't regret doing it. What's what's your favourite memory from, from the whole experience? Uh, I'm probably going to say, so we had bunk beds and it was fucking like, we're all in a room. Michael Turnbull had like, so you're, there's three bunk beds, whatever. I was Sash, me, Dave, Richie, and then maybe it was a Sash. And Michael Turnbull was on the like, the wheelie bed and um, the house is haunted. I don't care what I said. <laughs> the house is proper haunted. Where was this? Where was, cause they were putting like a mansion, right? It was uh, green. No. It's off it's near the Parramatta Bridge or something like that as you okay, go towards yeah, yeah. like um over like near the water near the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um and we we snuck down like it was fucking uh, every night before going to bed, you'd piss yourself off. It was like like no being a scouts, but it was just like, like high school camp. Yeah, right? but it was so funny. And then one time one of the boys, I think it was me or Dave, we crawled down and then we um we just pretended to like get sneaky and we were pushing his bed around and he was going, Oh shit, mate, it's a fucking ghost, bro. Like and then anyway, it was just those sort of things. And I woke up to a focusing shot my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Richie, I, I was I was nude the whole time. I was like, this is just fucking whatever. Oh. I had a leopard print sort of um what are they called? Leotard? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the leotard. When you go to hotels, whatever the fuck. Robe. Robe. Yeah. And I was walking around and I ended up passing out and I woke up to Richie with a fire extinguisher uh, like shooting it in my ass and I was like, holy fuck, like, what is this shit? And then oh. it was soot everywhere and they were pissing themselves laughing. But it was just like camaraderie with the guys, man. It was, was, it, was it better than Bachelor in Paradise seasons because it was like more – it was like less competition or was it still fun when it was like one girl? Uh, There was a lot of competition in the bachelorette house. I think it was more relaxed in the bachelor in paradise. Yeah, It seemed that way. Everyone I've spoken to that have done both said it was probably a more fun experience doing the bachelor in paradise. Yeah. It was definitely less relaxed, but I had probably more fun in the house. Mm. I think after a while it becomes like you form you don't have any touch with the outside. You form these friendships and you don't want to go and you're like, how long can it be? Or like Bachelor in Paradise, you're pretty much segregated to your room. There's like a fucking infrared camera, massive camera in the room, everything. films everything. You've got to do like a consent form before having sex with someone. Like I think Brittany 
came into my room, just jumped into my room and jumped on me. And then uh, all the producers ran in going, you can't do this, you can't consent. And they had to say, she's too drunk, drunk, you can't be with her. Yeah, because I'm sure they're fucking very strict guidelines. That yeah, get well, apparently in America someone flamed rape. Mm. So that's why they were so onto it. But then you think like well, if you're having sex with a girl, they said they just put a fucking towel over the top of it. How do you trust them? You know, you, you, that we should consent, get a consent form from them saying that they're not going to record this or they're not going to have this to watch, you know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, what, what happens to all that footage? Exactly right. And who's, who the hell is just start saying, who's watching it? Like, you just get it just, yeah, they just throw a towel over it. But fuck, come on, mate. There's loopholes where you could fuck, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure you figured yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't a long, quick route. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there was, there was a towel, there was a shower outdoor shower and you could close the door, but you do have to say if the girl's coming in, yeah. you have to consent to it. But that's, you have a single fucking bed, single bed. You can't be cuddling and it's hot and there's fucking, you got a mosquito net and it's just like, you know, you're constantly getting watched. Uh, I, it was less stressful at Bachelor Paradise, but I reckon I, I laughed a lot more in the Bachelorette. Because it was first experience, the first time it had oh, been yeah. done in Australia. Like you guys, the guinea pigs. Yeah. What about so outside of of all, all of all of the, all the shows? Talk to me about like your dating experience. What's that been like? To- any toxic relationships? Oh man, like- I suck it all. I, I swear I'm the good luck chuck. Like you know the movie Good Luck Chuck. <laughs> Anyone? I'm I'm not fucking kidding you. And girls, if you watch this, I'm single. What's going <laughs> on? Um, I'll probably get you married if you date with me for a couple months. But anyway. <laughs> Every one of my exes is married with kids. I'm uh, not even kidding it. And I think it's maybe because maybe I've had a bit of an indulge with girls that I think I can do better. But in fact, they are the better. You know, if they're getting married after me, that they were the good one and I'm not, not the better person. You know, the grass isn't always greener. And um, at the moment, like all my mates are married and kids and, and like I'm happy to be the fun uncle, but comes a time where like I want that. You know, and I've had relationships and that that I've I thought that's forever after, but it just hasn't worked out. And I guess I'm in a journey now more than I've ever been in the last couple of years to find myself because I guess when you're broken, you find broken people, mm-hmm. and that's maybe where it hasn't worked out. Cycle, right? Yeah, exactly right. And I think maybe if those people after we've broken up have grown more and then they've found theirs where like I've kind of gone through the cycle of like, no, nah, I'm sweet. I can do better, you know, and not accepting that I'm in the fucking problem maybe. Yeah, dude, we literally had, so it's going to be a funny contrast. We had like two, the episode we released last week, we had like a holistic relationship counselor Yeah, talking about all, all this stuff and, and all these cycles. And it's just interesting to see. It's like, because the girls, what they do when they come out of a relationship, they process everything that's just gone. They yeah. sit in the emotion. They feel it. They grow. They experience they, yeah. it. Then they can grow. Yeah. Guys don't want to feel those feelings. Nah. So you distract yourself. You tell, yourself this, shit, yeah. you tell yourself this other story in your head. Like you never cared. You don't need them. And then it's straight away onto the next, but you never, you never deal with yeah. those emotions, those feelings nah. and why it didn't work out. Nah. So it's like, you can do that and bounce from, you know, yeah. relationship to relationship, girl to girl. And then like five years later, like all these girls you've gone and have these relationships with, I've processed and grown, but you're still avoiding all that shit. I know. And you know what? That's unfortunate with the male gene. You know, it's like you don't want to be a pussy. And I think as the years go on, like these men's mental health things are the best things ever. Yeah. Like I can I can be so sincere and understand. And if a man's hurting and if he thinks that like what he's doing is going to be a bit picked on, like fuck, man, 
we need to change that whole dialect, that whole whole way used to be is like you got to be a man, you got to just do this. No, you fucking don't. If you're hurting and you've got these problems and you you've had bad sides, talk to someone about that. You know, I, the suicide rate in Australia is mental. Like it's the highest out of anything and it's because guys grow up as you have to be tough, you can't say emotions. You have a good mate and I always reach out to my mates, I'm glad it's coming back in tenfold now yep. that these guys, you just need to voice it because you talk to someone, they're going through that same shit as well, but yet they haven't had the balls to open up. Everyone goes through their fucking dark days. Everyone has their shit times, but it's when you realise that you're not the only one and you hear from another person's perspective, you know, it makes you go, I'm not an idiot. I'm not a fucking loser. I'm okay, you know, so. Well, you, you like, as someone that works on sites with, like, tradies boys, like, I'm sure there's a lot of the people that you come across with from job to job like that are still very much, they feel like they can't speak about well, their emotions. Has it changed much? Have you seen it change much? It has slowly got better. Um, and I'm a foreman as well. So a foreman, you're pretty much a psychologist too. If your apprentice or your trade is upset, you have to These make These are young men, right? Well, this is like, it, it varies, man. You get older guys are upset, but older guys don't want to open up. Younger guys these days are very emotional and are very tough. But also in that, like you have to pull them aside and you have to monitor everyone's health. You have to monitor everyone like that. But I think it is getting better and it's slowly, slowly taking a leap forward. Mm. I think it'll still be another 20 years or something like that until, I mean, it's gone crazy with all these the them fucking things at the moment, which is fine, but it's okay for a male to speak up. And I've actually wanted to get involved with a lot of men's mental health weeks and have a chat about that and, you know, speak my point of view of what it is. And I think it's whatever they're doing and Cooper Chapman, man, like he gets ridiculed a bit because of people being condescending, but what he's doing in this world is pretty much saying it's okay to not be okay, that sort of stuff, and speaking about your your health and your mental fucking health, and and I, I take my heart off to him because that's to be like that. You do you look like oh whatever, but he's doing what fucking should be, you know, comfortable and natural to do. That's that's the guy from like the Good Humans. Yeah, Cooper. I've grown up with Cooper yeah. my whole life, and yeah. he's a, has great ears. <laughs> but he um he's doing the right thing, and he's trying to push that. To go further and further, and he'd be probably great. He does a podcast, man. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. get see if you can get onto him, even For if sure. it's a Zoom or something like that. And he goes to school because he was a professional surfer and that, and he got ridiculed and he went through all those thoughts and emotions and stuff like that. So if I can take my hat off to anyone in that game that's really pushing for that, it is Cooper and it is these these. It's okay to not be okay, people. So. Yeah, we, we we follow each other, but we've never had a chat. So I definitely want to get back from Europe. I think I'll have a chat with him. It'd be good to talk about his experience yeah, before man. that. Because I think as well, like, obviously both males and females go through mental health problems. But, like, there's there was this survey they did with women and they said, they, they interviewed a bunch of women, how would you feel if you had to go a whole week without sharing what's on your mind or an emotion or a thought with your friends? I said, oh, my God, I could never. Guys go their whole lives without oh, 100%. Doing that. And do you know what I saw a video of too? Is girls, when they're a baby, they're naturally made to be like a mother. So you know how they love their dolls and stuff? Yeah. Where guys are just with trucks and playing in the fucking dirt. I just, so, have you seen Barbie yet? No, it's I haven't. Exactly this. Yeah, I saw it last night. Really? <laughs> <laughs> do you go solo? No, with my business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solo. Me and you, you went. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like they're automatically 
naturally just meant to be caring and open up and do this where guys are just like, oh, playing the dirt and eat some fucking bugs and yeah. shit, you know? Like, Particularly like when we were growing up, like it was definitely like that. The yeah. last, you know, five, 10 years because of like, some of the movements and people like Cooper and that are, that are really pushing it forward. I think it is changing, but it's so like the older generation, like you said, it's very difficult to get yeah. to them. Like, and there's no amount of like, you know, us having a conversation yeah. that if someone's in their fifties and they've thought it's about like a certain way about emotions and opening up their whole life, fuck, it's like really difficult to, to, to make that change. But when, when I say like, what's your relationship with mental health and what has your relationship with mental health been? And it can be a journey. What comes to mind? Growth. Massively. Um, like I've had with my ADD and stuff like that, like I follow all these guys, like, you know, you, you, your intrusive thoughts always take over. Um, I started smoking weed a little bit to calm my head and it was one of the best things ever, right? Yeah. I started learning more about myself. I was not numb to all these other thoughts. It would slow me down and it would make me have more emotions and affections. Like I was in the moment. I wasn't just like racing around and I wrote a little journal about stuff and I, I learned a lot. But then I think when you're over, overdo it, you get deep in your head and you're like, I hate myself. Why is everyone married? Why don't, why am I not married? But I think that's ADD going. So I think a lot of my journey in the last two years um, like I'm a late bloomer. Like it is what it is. Oh, we all come to that moment where the penny drops and we realize we like personal growth within yourself is the best thing that you can do. Yeah. And it's like, it goes back to the same thing. Guys think about, oh, growth and personal development. I think it's like, yeah. they, they turn that, they turn the nose up. They're like, oh, what are you doing that shit for? Yeah. When it finally drops and sometimes people in their twenties, sometimes in their thirties, yeah. you realize that self growth journey is the most rewarding journey yeah. that you'll ever go on. I do find as well that all my negative things in life has made me the person I am. Sure. Like you can't go through life plateauing. You go up and down. That forms the person you are, you know. You make mistakes, but you grow from your mistakes. You should check out, have you, do you know who Alex is? going real fucking deep and I'm fucking. <laughs> mate, we had Simi crying in tears. Did he? Here, so yeah. He cries pretty easy, but mate. He's, he's, he's very in touch with his, emo with his uh, emotions. And that is that is one thing that I love about Simi. <laughs> he, is, he is one of my, I, I fucking love him. Yeah. Like, And that is how I got on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what did I write? I think I had a few beers. And I was like, oh, I was your first fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I didn't even know, but I was like, I know his face because it's been yeah. what? Since 2018, since I saw his Five years, bro. It would have been five years almost in like a month since we did that event together. What would that, what was that? It was in August. Yeah. Uh, somewhere up Flamingo uh, Lounge. Flamingo, that Flamingo like Lounge, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that journey that you've gone through is is when, when did you find out you had like ADD or ADHD? Was that as a kid? Oh, or I've more, known it more? since you, since I was always very, um, sorry. sorry. I was always very, um, depth with my sports, like very in depth, but, um, and smart and that, but I just, I was hyper, hyperactive. You couldn't focus if you didn't. I could hyper focus on things I cared about, but when you told me to do something, I said, fuck off, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't. I got in on year six and went all the way to year 12, but I lost a lot of confidence. I could say in two words what they'd be, personality killers. You're in a shell of yourself and um, you're more sensible and you're mature. The tablets I was having were Concerta. They, they, would, they would fuck with me. Mm. I remember playing state footy and then going from like captain kicker from dummy half to second row to lock the inside center to outside center to fullback to wing. 
So all my confidence was going down the chain. If you look at the footy statistics like that, mm. like the, the dummy half is always in the gut, yeah. you know, second row and then the lock and then you got inside center there playing in there. But I went, fullback's amazing and wing. I'm never saying anything bad about them, but it was because I pushed myself away from all the commotion and lost all my confidence where I'd be like wanting to tackle every person to where I was like scared to do it because mm. I got really down. and Overthinking these yeah, things. Yeah, and, and it, it made me – Made me paranoid almost to a fact, um, but it did help. I'm back on him now. I'm back on Ritland because yeah. I've got to have a can't be responsible and then fucking yeah, you know, having a meeting and stuff like that. But what what you I don't know how much you've you've looked into it. I've actually done a lot of research on like ADHD because it's a subject that really interests me. But the way that I used to think of ADHD or ADHD, like if you Google it as well, it's all and it's all negative symptoms. Like the the classic, it's it's you know, can't focus, can't blah, 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 all this shit. There's a, having ADHD, it's just your your brain is wired differently. They call it neurodivergent. Yeah. There's actually, it's like a superpower. There's a lot of benefits that you have. It's yeah. about realizing what they are and harnessing that and not being critical or, or judging yourself for the things that you can't actually no. do. No, no. There's the guy who, you know, like Unilad and, and, and Lad Bible, the guy yeah. who founded that um, has ADHD and he's got a podcast called ADHD Chatter. I would love to. Oh, that's over in the UK. He's UK, yeah. but have a look at have a look at the stuff he posts on on, yeah, on yeah. Those, those pages, bro. You made it'll make you realize, and a lot of things will make sense looking back and reflecting on your life. Yeah, it moments. is a lot of hate towards yourself in that, you know, because it's only now, and, and this is like one of the things. It's like it's almost become cool to have ADHD. Well, I, yeah, I know, no, but it's like people are like, oh, I've got ADHD. It's like, do you really, or are you just like self-diagnosed? You think it is twisted. I don't know. We got we got more of the the northerns as well in there, but oh, you, I, mean, I think that. I should fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's it's only start like there's only been in the last few years because of social media that because like I said, you go look at the traditional literature on it, it's all negative. So of course, someone yeah. diagnosed with ADHD, ADHD will be like, I'm an idiot. I'm fucking. I can't think properly. The like, how am yeah. I ever going to be successful? But it's only now recently in the last few years, very successful people with ADHD speaking out about it and talking about yeah. how it served them. And it's like, okay, without seeing all, all that content and, and seeing all the positive reinforcing things, like it's just this negative spiral. Well, that also comes in the category of men's mental health. Mm. If you can speak something positive about it and not think that it's that, that bad, like, you know, like you're saying there's negative outcomes on ADHD, mm -hmm. the people now coming out being positive about it. Yeah. It's the same scenarios of all mental health and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. I think it's just people need to be comfortable – and not saying it bad, but people, men's, like mental health is massive, you know, and a lot of people like are scared to talk about it. But when you think of like oh, everyone's fucked up in their own way, mm -hmm. you know, oh, that's so like true. You, everyone has their own problems. Yeah. Like I've gone to these meetings and all this stuff and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fucking alien, you know, but you just, yeah, uh, going off, think of how to, Tipsy, eh? <laughs> yeah, right. But like that, what you're doing and going and going like seeking out that information and, and, and realizing how normal it is to have these sorts of problems yeah. and, and how relatable it is. What have you figured out? Is there anything you've done? You said you're back on the Ritalin, which, which has helped you personally. Um, is there anything you do like meditating and which chatting briefly more about like how much saunas are a part of your routine? Yeah, like, yeah. What are some things that you've like you've done into your life that has had a positive okay. effect on either your mental health or your actual physical health? So Battling with ADHD is you're so into something and you're so enthusiastic, but by the time you finish work and you sit down, you're fucked. Depleted, right? Because you're mental, you're mentally fatigued and physically fatigued. Mm -hmm. 
mental one is the biggest one because you're constantly overthinking 700,000 things in your head. So then you get tired. But then when you try and sleep, you can't sleep. So it's like, yeah. are you feeling what I'm uh-huh. – so, um, uh, I forgot the question. So like what, 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 is, what has helped you? Saunas, meditation, oh, so fitness, what, what like is it that have helped you, you know? I definitely think I, I'm, you need to have structure. Mm. But the hardest thing is creating that structure with your heavy ADHD. Yeah, because structure is your best friend and your worst enemy, right? 100%. Mm. So like I'll get up sometimes and swim early – with some of the boys and do I do ice baths a fair bit. Oh yeah, yeah. But what I found, and this is for anybody listening that has ADHD, um, before I went on Ritland, I would do three to four infrared saunas a week, mm-hmm. and it was the most clearest and like I felt clear that I could concentrate. My head wasn't everywhere, you know, and I just got all the bad juju out of me. And I just remember to this day when when I was working for this company, the guy goes, "Have you had a Ritland?" Yeah, nah. And I sat there and I concentrated for like two, three hours solid without looking at my phone, no, nothing like that. And he goes, and I just wrote in my phone and I was like, always remember the infrared has the best outcome for you and anyone with like any mental disorder or, you know, mental health issues, they are fucking impeccable. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't push that on someone that struggles with mental health. I love ice bars, but it's only because I feel my body going bad. But I, Infrared, put it in the category of, I'd say it's better than running. I'd say it's better than doing any of that thing. I think it's just one of the best things that, you know, that we've ever come across. Yeah, 100%. Now, I agree. I think the the science is coming up more and more, like how important doing physical things are for your actual mental health. So I'm 100% with you there. Now, before we wrap up, I want to get into your head as the – you're obviously no expert on this stuff, yep. but I just want to get your thoughts on on on, on dating because there'll be a lot of people that, that, that <laughs> yeah, like, an experienced man. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll leave it at that. Now, what's what's your and you can be serious or, or I'll, I'll be much, serious. I'll have as yeah. much fun yeah, yeah. with these as yeah. you want. It's up to you. But in terms of like what what's what's your go to move? Like where where do you do your best work if you're trying to Instagram my partner? Instagram. Instagram. But yet in saying that, it is also it's all failed. So I don't use really, I, you know. Yeah, but every like, false. Unless, yeah, I get what you mean. That that is where most of my relationships stem from. But then you look at it; they haven't worked. But then it's like I met cool people. I've done all that, so it's a, you know, everyone wants to. Oh, you met a girl. You accidentally pick up something and you bump heads, and oh my gosh, my <laughs> wife, you know, like a movie <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, like that. Movie, yeah. But um, my platform would be Instagram. I've probably met up with like four girls on Hinge in, since the whole time I've had it. Hinge is pretty much just a. Time killer. Yeah. But I'm trying to steer away from, you know, like in a relationship, would you, I try not to go on Instagram and that if I'm in a relationship. There's temptations as in like you wouldn't do it, but there's also a lot of negativity that comes with social media. So you like that girl's photo. Why would you like that girl's photo? Why are you putting up a bikini photo? You try not to be jealous, but these are common things that happen in a fucking relationship yeah. that shouldn't be in a relationship. So if you can take that out, I'll take that out. Yeah. Social media has done so much good for the world, but there's things yeah. like that. It's yeah. absolutely made being in a like committed relationship yeah. so much harder because it's the comparison thing. Everyone's yeah. in the shop window every single day. 
I know, exactly right. You know, and then it, you also, and I don't give a fuck if people talk bad of me now, but you almost think is the grass greener. When you're in a relationship, you see someone hot and you're like, fuck. And then you're like, oh, blah, blah. And you're like, should I like this photo or not? It just causes a lot of controversy that shouldn't be doesn't there. doesn't need to exist. Unnecessary, yeah. yeah. So, but in saying that, like, it's obviously amazing for businesses, but I, I'm at the point now and you're saying about being influenced and all that stuff. If I find the girl, I'd get rid of Instagram. I would not give a fuck. Yeah. I would happily take that, let it out of stress. It doesn't need to be, even if she has it, I don't want to know. I don't want to get jealous. I don't want to be somewhat, not a child, but I don't care what he says. You, you cannot not be jealous with something mm. on social media, whether it's a comment, whether it's something like that, whether it's you over, maybe if you overthink, but I would just shut that down. It'd be a small sacrifice to make to, you know, give it a good crack to have a, you know, happy relationship. Oh, yeah, exactly right. But for, for less head noise, 100%. Yeah, it's way noise. worth it. Particularly with, with ADD and the overthinking element that can come with that. Yeah. It'd just be yeah. easier for you. Now, another question I have is like for overcoming rejection, you shoot your shot, you're not always going to get it. For, yeah. for How do you or what's your advice to, to, to young guys or girls out there? Like when, when they've, you know, shot their shot, like, yeah. you know, tried and, and failed, how do you pick yourself up and go again? Uh, I think I said this on Simi's. I got two quotes from Miles Brothers Thomas. He said, he who hesitates masturbates, <laughs> right? And then the other one is you can knock on 10 doors and out of those 10 doors, at least one person is going to open. So you got to pick yourself up. But if you're, if you're a young dude and you don't have the confidence, you have to be shut down to grow from that. You have to, exactly. There's no, you have there's to no learn, you have that. to turn a negative to a positive and you have to understand that, yes, you will be shut down. Yes, you will be turned down. But you need to keep persisting in that. Otherwise, you will be masturbating, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and that's the thing is like some people will fucking be like, oh, you can't talk like that. But it's the reality of what guys go through. Like 100%. you have to learn. Yeah. It's an absolute skill to be able to communicate with yeah. the other sex because yeah. like look at why humans are here in terms of like going back, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years is like to procreate. Yeah, exactly. Like right. it's, the, it's our biggest driving yeah. factor is to, is to reproduce. So yeah. like to act like that's not true and – and 90% of what young guys think about isn't girls. You're just wrong. I know. But if I, if I, so I'll be honest, I, I, I was just used to be a serial messenger to girls. Yeah. But I would. Bit of a pest. Bit of, yeah, sex pest. But I'll give you a tip. Just delete the fucking messages that you send so that you don't see if they leave you on scene. So you'll message them and just delete it and delete it and delete it and delete it. And when they come back, you're like, sweet. The worst thing is being left on scene. It is, it is gut-breaking, but you just have to pick yourself up and be like, fuck it, next one. And if they, if they leave you on scene, then they weren't worth it anyway. So you're just going to keep trying and persist. 100%. Like with anything in life, you have to persist. What about let's flip it around for girl for, for a girl who, who likes a guy and isn't sure if she should approach or if she does, you know, what she should do. Like what's your advice to like a girl if she's interested in a guy? Oh, just be the guy in the situation. Like it is so attractive for a girl to – open up and come to you and speak to you as someone instead of just sitting back, you know, like you, there would have been times that maybe I could have met the love of my life, but I've sat back and been weak about it and haven't. Mm-hmm. But for a girl to come out and say, Hey, you're hot. It is, it is almost like, fuck, you know who you are. You're a strong person. And it is attractive for the other sex to see that they're confident in themselves to come up and acknowledge what they want. It's so true. A hundred percent. But what about, like, have you been in the situation? Because I've some of the boys shared stories. It's so funny. Like, girls couldn't make it any more clear that they're into him, but the guys still don't know when to take the hint. Oh, I think they're just fucking retarded. Yeah, you, just, you, just, <laughs> you just gotta. Uh, it's, it's either, it's, 
I, it's either they don't know or they don't want to know, mm. you know. But I, I don't know. You have to be a fucking special, special man to not realize yeah. if it's well, some rubbing guys, up on you or something. Some like that. guys don't. That's the thing. And I guess yeah, everyone has to go through their journey. But some of the stories, like uh, my mate, <laughs> did Simi say something? No, 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 no. Simi no, too would all be over that anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll leave Simi out. It's but I've got a, I've got a mate who actually works works. Actually, I won't, I won't get too specific, but there's this story we talk about. It's so funny. Um, and it's like, this is something that like he sat up in the middle of the night in his bed and realized, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. We were out one night after, like after a festival, we went to Ivy. This is many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, and then this girl like comes up to him, starts talking to him. Um, obviously she's really keen. She's saying to him, she, she asked him this question. It's like she goes really close to him, looks into his eyes and she says like, who's a better kisser, you or your friend? And he's like, um, leans away from her. Look, I really don't know how to answer that. Uh, anyway, and then she's just like, what? And then he sat up in the middle of the night. He's like, what have I fucking done? Like, it couldn't be any more clear yeah. she, was, she was interested in you, but. So she's, she's saying who's a better kissing, me or my friend? No, him to my, or me. When I, she wasn't even talking to me. I'm sitting over to the side, like, I'm yeah, just right. ready to go home. And he, so she's insinuating someone like that. she wants to kiss him and find out. Oh, God. Yeah, cringe, yeah. Anyway, I just had to bring that up. <laughs> cringe. Last couple of questions. This is, a, this is a bit random, a bit fun, based on, like, kind of your experience with, with all your many co-stars over the years now. If you're deserted on an island and you can only have one of the people you're on, on, on one of the shows with, with you, who would uh, it be? Dave Wilsborough. Dave Wilsborough, for sure. Why? Why is that? Oh, dude, I don't know. Like, we're fucking uh, – uh, we just had some fucking benders belters we get on like a house of fire he was, he was like i said since day dot it, we just we just grew yeah like, we just we just connected i think it's i want to do the block with him the two daves oh you know he's cool, a plumber yeah. i'm a chippy so that's an unfair advantage though don't you think not really because dave doesn't know what, what fucking color sock to put on you know like <laughs> like he's that good it's like so he's got no sort of yeah yeah okay taste in that but you're going to have interior design. You're going to have that like sort of. Oh, true, true. You know? So, yeah, we can lay some pipe and put some fucking timber on the wall, but we don't know how to sell a multi-million dollar house, oh, you I know? know that. Yeah. So, but just a out. So, we, we missed. I've just had some times with him, man, and I, I fucking, I don't know how the fuck we haven't got a TV show together. Like, <laughs> yeah. we missed. we got to get on Gogglebox yeah, or something. Yeah, I know. We, we, missed, we missed our flights because Dave thought it was like the, the. I think he looked at the the flight number and thought it was the. Time number, <laughs> so he fucking miss it by a day and shit. I just, I just all would have endless laughs to that bloke. Mm. Now another, another question, similar sort of weird fucking vibe. Now, like, what's what's the thing? Fucking like shoot, marry, and hook up with <laughs> with who? Though you're gonna any, say that? Any, any, any? No, I'm doing it. You can marry one, hook up with one, and you know, shoot one, or you know, see you later to one from any of the shows that you've been on. Oh, from on any of the seasons. Oh, Kieran McGuire's shoot. <laughs> well, <laughs> why is that? I don't oh, know. She's just get along. Fuck. Oh, look, I don't know. This is she's lovely, but she's <laughs> like airheady. I'd probably um see, I regret my time with Flo too. I wish I pursued that more. She was cool. We worked with her a bunch of times. She was really seemed like yeah. a really cool down to I I regret I regret her. So I'd probably say I'd probably actually go back and say Mary Flo. Yeah, she's she's a good she's a good. And person, then yeah. she's my one of my best friends ever. But I reckon it'd just be funny me and Tara to kiss Tara. Which Tara? Tara Pavlok. Oh Pavlok yeah, and she's, she's a fucking she's also legend. One of the best influences that going around. She is so good. Um, I'd, I'd probably toss up between those two yeah. only because I, Tara and me get on like a house on fire. Mm. 
like brother and sister in a way. Yeah. But uh, I'd probably. Yeah. Keep it in the family, eh? Yeah. Someone you enjoy time with. Now, yeah. what's 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 next for you? Like, obviously, you talk about all the hypotheticals about TV, but I know you're like you're partnering, like you got like a carpentry company. Like, where, where, what's next for you? You're open to finding the the the, the real you know, long term. Yeah. So I, I quit the carpentry company. I'm now forming for another company, yep. which I'm really happy with. And any just want to give them it's onshore homes in Sydney. I don't do shout outs and that, but we're looking for carpenters around Sydney. Why they're a great bunch of dudes. Um, if you're a carpenter looking for work and you follow this podcast, look up Onshore Homes on Instagram. They are, f- they are some of the best in 15, 16 years of being the trade. Yep. They are by far one of the best people. They look after me like a house on fire and they're great dudes, love a beer, love to hang out, and they're also very caring for their employees. Yeah, well, like to that point of caring about your employees and not just being a dick on site because you're a guy, do you feel like they kind of get that movement of? A hundred percent because they're, they're also dicks themselves, but mm. they're – to have to have your boss call you and see how you're doing. To have one of the boys got dog shot at in Port Douglas and he roughed up to my job site today. And the, the guy that got dog shot called the boss because I really want to work, but you know, he can only see 2D, he's retinas. Wow. And he goes, Oh man, I'll just I'll just look after you. We'll go look at some jobs together and you know, you still get paid. But he was just picked him up from his house, took him in the car. You know, like it doesn't go far from just having people like it's like fucking you know like a men are simple creatures, man. You know, mm-hmm. like all all a man needs is just a simple thank you. You know, like I dated a girl; she didn't have much money, but she knew I loved ice and soda water, so she filled a whole fridge up with soda water and ice. And I was like, that is fucking. She knows what I care about, and that's simple. What What are you looking for in that next in that in the in the ideal partner? What sort of qualities? Oh. Yeah, I've been dating a few mums mm-hmm. and I think it's because I'm attracted to how good they are and how motherly they are and the motherly instinct the of them. Side, and yeah. it's also like, okay, you know, you get pissed off if they can't reply, but their priorities are kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like to have that, it's like mama's boys and that, but it's nice to, she's got a priority. She knows what she wants with the kid and to see someone so caring and nurturing and patient and stuff like that is way more attractive than fake tits and mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff, which I've had in the past. How, many, how much has that changed since the first time? Like, oh, massively, dude. So everything I've dated and I've been through, it was like 25 and younger. Now it's like 29 and older. Don't care about kids. Don't want that lip shit. Don't want that fucking fake looking, you know, look what, like it was when, when did the, What was it? Was it a relationship that ended? What? When did that penny, like when did that flitch? Uh, like flitch, a switch flicker yeah. in your head. Fuck me. Like I think it's when you realise that you're broken and you're attracting broken people. You know, yep. and that was a switch in my head after like four or five relationships that just didn't work out and it came to me like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Like, am I going to find this happy after? What is wrong? What is a common denominator? And yes, it could have been them, but if I'm in like the girls, they have to learn from that shit. Mm. It's taking me all those down times and those like depressed emotions and heartbroken times to realize that maybe I've got to work on myself before working on someone else. For sure. You do. Yeah. Like you've you've realized that now, yeah. but it's a process because you've had the relationships with like the crazy sex and the intense infatuation. Yeah. yeah how does that, how does oh, that I mean, you want to have fucking crazy sex and shit, don't you? But you can always, like it, there's more to life than sex. Like there is, but I feel like when you're so passionate with someone, you're in love with someone, the sex is always going to be amazing. 
even if it goes two seconds, you know, like, but it's also what they do after. It's also how they do themselves. Like you can't be on point all the time and just think that sex is everything. Yes, it is a big thing, but also you can train yourself. You can find your mojo. You can do all that sort of stuff. So I think it's just like, you know, the, the crazy sex is good, but at what extent? Yeah, there needs to be more, a stability there. As yeah, hundred percent. Okay, they always say fucking good in bed, fucked in head. Yeah, well, <laughs> but that's just like well, that's I could be like that too, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so. nah. Well, I think let's leave it on that, Davey Lloyd. Yep. Anyone who wants to get in touch, see what you're doing, have a chat. Where's the best place for people to find you? Uh look, honestly, talk to me on social media. I'll give you my number out. Um, Davey underscore Lloyd on Instagram. If you want to email me with anything like that, it's uh, Davey D A V I E. Lloyd, double L-O-Y-D, 89 at Gmail. Um, and I'm always here for chat. If you guys feel like you're going through a mental health situation, just send me a message on Instagram. I'll see it. Um, you're not alone. If you are that, if you're a girl alone, message me. <laughs> and, 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 if you can't, and if Sorry, that's just a dickhead. It's like too many views. And if you can't find him, it's too late. He's already found Yeah, one. yeah, exactly. Like, well, I, hope, I hope so. so. Yeah, well, we got a couple of weeks until this comes out. So yeah. fucking maybe, maybe you're already gone, brother. Thanks Mate, for coming in. Tough. Appreciate Pleasure. it. Thank Done. You. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or you got something out of it, do yourself a favor, do me a favor, do your friends a favor and share this with them and they can come along on this journey with us. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.